Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for June 14th, 2021. Glad that you are with me. I'm Reverend Ochart. Sorry it's a little bit late today, um, but let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Reconciling God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you have broken down dividing walls and made us members of your house. By the power of your Holy Spirit, build us up to be your holy temple, a place of peace and welcome for all through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 5 and 145, 1 Samuel 1, 1 through 20, Acts 1, 1 through 14, and Luke 20, 9 through 19. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Give heed to my sighing. Listen to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For to you I pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I plead my case to you and watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil will not sojourn with you. The boastful will not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in awe of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness, because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their mouths. Their hearts are destruction. Their throats are open graves. They flatter with their tongues. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsel. Because of their many transgressions, cast them out. For they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, so that those who love your name may exalt in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover them with favor as with a shield. Morning, Psalm 145. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. God's greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall laud your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works I will meditate. The might of your awesome deeds shall be proclaimed and I will declare your greatness. They shall celebrate the fame of your abundant goodness, and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and God's compassion is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your faithful shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to all people your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. 
Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all God's words and gracious in all God's deeds. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, satisfying the desire of every living thing. The Lord is just in all God's ways and kind in all God's doings. The Lord is near to all who call on God, to all who call on God in truth. God fulfills the desire of all who fear them. God also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love God, but all the wicked God will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh will bless God's holy name forever and ever. From 1 Samuel chapter 1 through chapter 1 verses 1 through 20. There was a certain man of Ramathiam, a Zuphite from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jeroam, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zuf, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. Now this man used to go up year by year from his town to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at Shiloh, where the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were priests of the Lord. On the day when Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portions to his wife Peninnah and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah he gave a double portion because he loved her, though the Lord had closed her womb. Her rival used to provoke her severely to irritate her, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it went on year by year, as often as she went up to the house of the Lord, she used to provoke her. Therefore Hannah wept and would not eat. Her husband Elkanah said to her, Hannah, why do you weep, and why do you not eat? Why is your heart sad? Am I not more to you than ten sons? After they had eaten and drunk at Shiloh, Hannah rose and presented herself before the Lord. Now Eli the priest was sitting in the seat beside the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. She was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. She made this vow, O Lord of hosts, if only you will look on the misery of your servant and remember me, and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a male child, Then I will set him before you as a Nazarite until the day of his death. He shall drink neither wine nor intoxicants, and no razor shall touch his head. As she continued praying before the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying silently, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you make a drunken spectacle of yourself? Put away your wine! But Hannah answered, No, my lord, I I am a woman deeply troubled. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. Do not regard your servant as a worthless woman, for I have been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation all this time. Then Eli answered, Go in peace. The God of Israel grant the petition you have made to him. And she said, Let your servant find favor in your sight. Then the Lord went 
to her quarters, ate, and drank with her husband, and her countenance was sad no longer. They rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord. Then they went back to the house of Ramah. Elkanah knew his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. In due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I have asked him of the Lord. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the prophet, to the apostles whom he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proof, proofs, appealing, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judah, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. And from Luke chapter 20, verses 9 through 19. Jesus began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and leased it to tenants and went to another country for a long time. When the season came, he sent a slave to the tenants in order that they might give him his share of the produce of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Next, he sent another slave, and one also they beat and insulted and sent away empty-handed. And he said, sent yet a third, and this one they also wounded and threw out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they discussed it among themselves and said, This is the heir, let us kill him, so that the inheritance may be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When they heard this, they said, Heaven forbid. But he looked at them and said, What then does this text mean, the stone that the builders rejected? has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. 
When the scribes and chief priests realized that he had told this parable against them, they wanted to lay hands on him at that very hour. But they feared the people. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, some great stuff today, as always. So we have the beginning of 1 Samuel, which is one of my favorites, absolutely, in the Old Testament. Um, we have this man, Elkanah, who lives in the, uh, the hill country of Ephraim, and he has two wives, Peninnah and Hannah. Peninnah has children. Hannah does not, and Peninnah is not very nice to Hannah about that fact and, and sort of mocks her all the time. He's uh, uh, Ephraim, or no, uh, Elkanah was a man who was uh, apparently had a bit of means, and so he was one of the people called on to present a daily sacrifice at a certain time of the year. Um, at this time, the uh, the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, was set up. It was at Shiloh. It would move from place to place from time to time. And people from the community would come and present. There was a morning and an evening sacrifice. And so they would call on people from the community. They would come in. They would bring that lamb to, to be sacrificed. They would have a feast. Um, they would do all the sacrifices. And then they would go home and someone else might come and do that. So that's the setting for this. Uh, Penina makes fun of Hannah constantly and especially when they're here at Shiloh. Maybe it's because they're all in one tent or I don't know, whatever it is. Um, she's merciless. And Elkanah is not very helpful. He's like, oh, aren't I, aren't I better than many sons? That's, he thinks pretty highly of himself, I guess. Um, and ultimately, this, this goes down to uh, a, a woman's worth very much so in this culture was was tied up in the her ability to bear children specifically sons so she goes into the temple into the tabernacle and she's praying to god and making this this um just appeal to to god's very presence and eli the priest sees her thinks she's drunk she says no i'm not this is why i'm here and he says go your what you have asked will be done she says if i have a child i will give that child back to you. I'll give that son back to you. He will be raised as a Nazarite. Um, this was a sort of sacred order. This was a way that someone who was not of the Levite um, family, clan, to be kind of almost a priest. Not quite, but a, a sort of a priest. There were lots of different things. They were not supposed to, t uh, to drink wine or strong drink, which was a pretty, um, pretty major thing in the day because water wasn't that uh wasn't that clean and so making wine or stronger drinks those were the ways that they were able to actually purify and make it easier or um more healthy to drink that water so there's this very much this act of faith he was he's not to cut his hair there are several other things um that uh one of these people would have to do. They'd have to follow the law completely plus some extra stuff. Um, but this is what Hannah says. If I have a son, I will name him as a Nazarite. Eli says, that's what's going to happen. She goes home. She conceives. She has a son. And we will see what happens to him. His name is Samuel, after which this book is named. 
So that's the beginning of Samuel's journey, quite literally. Then we have from Acts, Jesus um, speaking to the disciples, the apostles now. Disciple is one who follows, also one who learns. And apostle is one who is sent, also one who kind of engages in the mission work of the church. So Jesus sends them out, says, you know, and there was a whole sermon on this a couple of weeks ago, so I won't go too much into it. but, you know, send, sends them out to Jerusalem, to Judea, to the ends of the earth. So we have the beginning of this, this book of the Acts of the Apostles, or as I have said, the Acts of the Holy Spirit. They are to wait for the Holy Spirit to come, and so they are doing so. Um, remember also the the angels, these men who show up as Jesus ascends in heaven, they say, men of Galilee, why are you standing around? Go do the things that he told you, right? There's this very much like, okay, you've got the information, go and do it. And that's, that's a good reminder for us sometimes. Um, we, we tend to be frozen in our inability to, to do something, right? We, we gain this sort of, um, this understanding, we, we, un, um, do learning, we, we think about things, and we have these convictions, uh, but actually putting them into practice sometimes is, is a challenge. Then we have from Luke this parable of this vineyard owner, very much an homage, I think, to um, Isaiah chapter 5. But the, the owner of the vineyard makes this beautiful vineyard and then rents it out. The expectation there is that those who come in, those who he has put in charge, will go ahead and make, you know, harvest grapes, and they will make wine, and they will give some of that back to God, or uh, to the uh, vine, the vineyard owner. That's what the vineyard owner is due. This is very, it's a parable, right? There's, there's connections. Obviously, God is the vineyard owner. The vineyard is this world in which God has given us, right, and specifically the people of of Israel, the Jewish people, and there's an expectation. That expectation is righteousness. That expectation for the Jewish people was righteousness. That expectation for us is righteousness, right, that we not just live for ourselves, and yet he sends messenger after messenger, and instead of listening and doing what they all knew was required, they beat them. This is very obviously a connection to the prophets. So he finally sends his son, and they beat and kill his son outside of the the walls. So the question is, what will he do? What will this vineyard owner do? It's a challenging, challenging thing, and it Jesus is using this as this sort of word and and the. Um, the, the scribes and the chief priests realize that this is what's going on. They realize that this is about them, that they were given leadership. They were given sort of authority. And what Jesus is saying is he's coming to, to take what is expected, and they don't want to give it to him. In fact, they abuse him. Um, it's, a, it's a challenging one, right? It's a hard one. 
grace be to God that that the vineyard owner ultimately there is there is a reclaiming yes but God continually sends messengers God continually asks for righteousness and gives us second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth chances over and over and over every new messenger every son sent there's only in the one but anyways um is another chance another opportunity to do what is right to to do what is expected um to to bear the righteousness that god asks of us anyways that's that's our readings for today let's go ahead and join our hearts together in prayer satisfy us with your love in the morning and we will live this day in joy and in praise Great and wonderful God, we praise and thank you for the gift of renewal in Jesus Christ. Especially we thank you for ministries of music and the arts. Those who enlighten and entertain. The love of family and friends. Time for rest and recreation. Promises kept and hope for tomorrow. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We thank God that Bill is continuing to recover from cataract surgery. That James, my grandfather, is recovering from surgery as well. You make all things new, O God, and we offer our prayers for the renewal of the world and the healing of its wounds. Especially we pray for the church in North America. Rest and renewal for creation. Those who are enslaved by addictions. All who long to live in your holy realm. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for John and Jan. Friends of Bill's, John is reacting to a COVID vaccine, and Jan, unfortunately, has passed. We pray for Olga, um, our cleaning staff who has health concerns. For Tom, a friend of Sandy's son who has stage 4 lymphoma. For Joy, a neighbor of Debbie's who is in the hospital diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. We pray for Diane and David. We pray for Barbara. Blessed are you, O God, our Creator. 
At the work of your hands we sing for joy. Keep us in your grace and peace this day and teach us to glorify and enjoy you forever through Christ our Lord and Savior. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, to God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, Daily Lectionary Readings. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a very blessed day. We'll see you next time.